Hello, I'm Marie Itzneiman. Welcome to Calm, Clear and Helpful, a weekly podcast series on taking good care of yourself and others. Introducing you to a wide range of wellness professionals ready to inform and inspire. Today's topic is Reaching for the Stars After Five Years of Ill Health. My guest is Marilyn Hallett, social entrepreneur and founder of You've Earned It from Cape Town. Welcome back on the show, Marilyn. Oh, thanks, Mariette. It's lovely to be here and good morning to your listeners. And to our listeners, after our conversation, Marilyn will give us four tips on how to navigate a stormy health journey. And then it will be fun question time. Marilyn, as I've mentioned, you're the founder of a successful digital media platform for South African 60 pluses. And for those listeners who haven't heard our previous podcast, could you explain what your platform is about and how it started? Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Mariette. So you've earned it or why I as we're well known, and as you just said, is a digital media platform for South African 60 pluses. And why I's primary focus is on relevant, on point and informative content. And why uh, I also showcases offers, deals and benefits that are geared specifically at 60 pluses. So to give you an example, uh, we recently researched and wrote articles on senior home sharing, and that's a very hot topic in, in the world of seniors. And another feature recently was uh, Malta in the Mediterranean as a really nice retirement destination for this age group. So those are the kinds of things we do. We tackle topics of interest to this age group. And then in terms of offers, deals and benefits, uh, to give you another example, we could showcase a car rental company that has preferential rates for 60 pluses. We also showcase tour companies who run tours specifically for this age group. And another example is it could be an insurance company that is uh, has a product that is tailored at the 55 plus age group. So those are the kinds of things that uh, we featured and in terms of why I'm getting started, we've actually been on the go since 2008, which was when the You've Earned It book was published by Duters. And we realized the need soon after that, that we had to keep everything completely and utterly up to date and current. So we went online in 2011. And so in effect, we've been going for, quickly adding, adding up in my head, it's been about 16 years. Yes, and being a 60-plusser myself, I must say, when, for instance, I'm looking for a travel destination, I go there first and see what you've got on offer. Oh, that's lovely to hear. In fact, last year we uh, did a whole series of surveys, and uh, one of the things that came out quite strongly was that uh, the majority of our members, if they're looking for something, they tend to go to the You've Earned It platform first to, to see what's on offer. So that's great to hear, Marriott. I'm very glad you do that. <laughs> Thank <Yes>. you. <laughs> and in your experience, what do visitors to You've Earned It seem to enjoy most? Yeah, that, that's an interesting question. Uh, and I can give you quite a few answers. But to keep it short, travel is a hot topic. The You've Earned It readers respond very well to travel offers and articles they also, they love competitions, and when we run competitions, we receive hundreds of entries 
to competitions, things like ticket giveaways, book hampers, etc. In fact, even this morning, uh, we received a thank you from a You've Earned It reader who won a ticket to an open-air cinema, and it was the first time for her, and she absolutely loved it. So, so that was really nice. But they're also they're, they're avid readers of our newsletter. Our, our newsletter goes out twice a month, and, and when we look at the stats on Google Analytics, you can actually pick up quite quickly that the You've Earned It article is very well read, and that's sort of really given the amount of time that's spent on an average read. And I think also just generally that the You've Earned It offers in terms of pension and discounts, offers and benefits, those are all very well received too. So there are a few things, but uh, it, it's, it's, it's going very well. Hmm. Now, today we're talking about reaching for the stars after five years of ill health. And I asked you to do a more personal podcast. Could you outline the facts of what happened to you during the last five years? Yeah, quite, quite a journey, quite a journey. And let me just say uh, at this point in time that I'm very happy to be on the on an upward trajectory. But yeah, to, to, to go back and, and, and it's a bit of a long story, but I'll try and abbreviate where I can. But five years ago, and uh, it all started, and it started simultaneously when my husband was having a double bypass and aortic valve replacement. So we were kind of in it together for different reasons, although he, he, he got better much more quickly than I did. But anyway, at the same time that he had to have that uh, very big operation, I was diagnosed with two stress fractures emanating from the sacroiliac joint. Had absolutely no idea why it happened. I'd had no fall, hadn't had an accident. It literally came out of nowhere. And the timing couldn't have been worse because I couldn't, I couldn't, in inverted commas, nurse Rob. It was my husband. Anyway, we were very lucky that Rob's sister uh, came to the party and she came to stay for a bit. And that helped enormously as she helped to also care for him while I was, you know, having these fractures. But we, we, we subsequently found out that I had osteoporosis. And over the next three to four years, I landed up having six spontaneous fractures. Spontaneous meaning that they just happened. They're just, they weren't the, result, the, the results of falls or accidents. And with all of that, I spent a long time on crutches. I was in a wheelchair at one time. I couldn't drive. I couldn't go shopping. I, the orthopedic surgeon told me I wasn't allowed to cook or wash up. And uh, it was a really difficult time, you know, especially for my poor husband, you know, after he'd recovered from his op. So almost overnight, he became the carer. And as he owns his own business, it was, it was quite a struggle for him. But, you know, I really have to pay him many, many compliments. He never, ever complained. He did, and he always does, everything without a complaint or a moan, and he's always there when I need assistance. So he's really been my mainstay in that. So the osteoporosis was the start of five years of ill health, and I landed up also having uh, a couple of falls after that, and those led to operations and long recovery periods. And then being on crutches, it just impacted my shoulders and arms and particularly my right shoulder. And I was then told by an orthopedic surgeon that I needed to have a, re a reverse shoulder replacement. But then other things just got in the way all the time. And, and so this op actually only happened a good couple of years later. In fact, last year in August 2023. 
So during this whole period, uh, just to give you an idea of what happened, I was hospitalized about three times for 12 various basal cell carcinomas and lesions that had to be removed by the plastic surgeon. You also had to do skin grafts, so they were a long time healing. And then uh, the big one came in 2022 when I was diagnosed with colon cancer. And I have to say that came as quite a shock because I had reluctantly gone for a colonoscopy, something that I had been putting off. And a, a word of advice to anybody who listens to this, don't put off colonoscopies and gastroscopies, just do it. So I actually went to have the colonoscopy because uh, I was having a bit of problems with my stomach, but I actually thought that my hemorrhoids were playing up. So anyway, there I was, colon cancer. I landed up having oral chemotherapy for around nine months. So that uh, wasn't pleasant at all and had, had quite a few side effects from that. And then just as I was pronounced cancer-free and after a wonderful celebration, then I had a really bad fall. And that was last year in February. And I broke my arm, had to have two skin grafts on my arm. I was hospitalized and I was sent to step down for three weeks. And then on top of that, three days before I left step down, I contracted COVID. And I think the worst part about that particular time for me was that my family had planned a surprise major birthday party for me. Uh, I had friends that were coming down from up country for the event, and we even had uh, two overseas friends that were visiting. And my son, as a surprise, came from the Netherlands for a week for my birthday, and it all had to be cancelled due to the stratted COVID. And then on top of that, I mean, the story goes on and on. I was so ill with this COVID that I, and I'd never had COVID before, I had to be hospitalized for COVID pneumonia for 10 days. So that was that story. And then I got lymphedema of both legs. So it, was, it sounds like, a, like an absolute story out of a book. You couldn't make this up. But I was treated for a week with lymph drainage and, and put into stockings, which I have to wear every day, and nighttime stockings. And I have to say that's working very well. And then I turned the corner. And what a revelation that was. I mean, I'm now well. I'm really, really trying to get back to good health with good nutrition and exercise. And here I am, as I said at the beginning, I'm on an upward trajectory and I'm determined to dodge those wonderful doctors who treated me for all those crazy conditions. So that was my five years and uh, it was quite a journey and I am so over that journey and very, very happy that that it's behind me. Yes, yes. And I still think, you know, for us who are listening and as someone who works with you from time to time, I was also following this from afar. And sometimes my mind just boggled when, when I heard the news. But I really have such respect for your spirit, Marilyn. But I know it, it wasn't easy. So what were some of the things you had to deal with on account of all that had happened? You did mention uh, not being able to go about your usual tasks. But what else was there? Yeah, I know there's quite a lot. And uh, but yes, I, I agree. It probably was almost unbelievable to, to some people. And friends like yourself just keep kept saying, I don't believe this. This is just, why is this mm. happening to you? Anyway, apart from all of that, exorbitant medical bills. And and uh, and with that, you know, really, I, I, I 
have to stress that having gut cover is absolute essential. So exorbitant medical bills. Then I had to take quite a lot of time off work, and that wasn't good for my business. Uh, but I had to take the time off because I was dealing with a lot of pain over a long, protracted period. But I think one of the worst things was also my loss of independence. You know, much as I love my husband and really appreciate everything he has to do for me, I found things like not being able to drive myself to meetings or go to the shops or go even to the hairdresser. I, I found that really hard. I also found it quite isolating. I also think that I lost some of my confidence and I I did work hard at becoming not becoming depressed because there were several times during this time and I struggled, not just physically but mentally as well. Because I also had that belief, why, why is this going, why is this journey going like this? And 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 that was hard. But I think at the end of the day, positivity got me through. Yes, yes. That is why we're talking to you, you know, to, to get to yeah. that. What I was thinking about is the effect on your relationships and who supported you during this time. You did mention Rob, but please tell yeah. us who supported you. Yeah, look, I mean, definitely Rob was absolutely amazing. I mean, he had his own set of medical issues, but supported me in every single way he could. So I couldn't have got through it without him. Family that are in Cape Town were incredibly supportive. Um, my other son who lives in, in the Netherlands, he was as supportive as he could be from a distance. And but certainly the family here. But I think, you know, that old, old saying about you get to know who your friends are in difficult times. I think that is a very true statement. And I think that, that there were some rocks, some friends who were absolute rocks, gave me lifts if I needed them, made us meals. And I think for importantly for me, because I love I love to chat, as you know, came around to chat. And that was really good for me and my uh, and the state that I was in. But um, in terms of the business, working was non-negotiable. When I was home on sick leave, I, I did try to work whenever I could. And But the business was definitely impacted by my absences. And in fact, I'm quite sure it was because I wasn't at the helm in my business during a certain period that we lost a major client. And that was a huge blow. But yes, there were many people who supported me for which I will be forever grateful. And, and certainly that whole time taught me a lot. And what about medical professionals, Marilyn? Oh, yes. No, they were... My GP said to me the other day, he said, you have a team of medical professionals at your beck and call. <laughs> and I mean, it's, it's true. I mean, um, the the oncologist and his team, the orthopedic surgeon and his team, uh, the plastic surgeon. Yeah, I have to say every single one was absolutely incredible and amazing. And uh, I think I was very, very blessed to 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 have those doctors be looking after me. And what would you say sustained you during these five years? I think overall my faith. Um, I am generally a positive person and I do make every effort to be that kind of person, even when the chips are down. And I do believe that my faith carried me through. I remember, though, I think I thought it was the last straw when I was diagnosed with a colon cancer. I thought, oh, I just can't deal with all this. And I have no idea how I did it, but I decided that this journey was going to have a positive outcome. And I managed with the help of certain friends, and certain of those friends are very much Christians. 
And But I managed to be positive throughout the op. I managed to be positive throughout that recuperation period and, and during the chemotherapy treatment. I actually don't, I, I can only put it down to my faith. I don't know. I can only imagine that's where the positivity came from mm-hmm. because I was. I, and I, I tried other people who were going through their journeys. I, I just tried to be positive about myself all the time. And I, I do think that helps people. And I also have to say that, and I mentioned a moment ago, that the oncology department and, and my particular oncologist and his team were nothing short of amazing. And I think they assisted hugely in my being able to remain positive for most of that time. They were wonderful. But interestingly, you say what sustained you. On the counter side of that, when I had the fall in 2020, beginning of last year, in 2023, that's when my faith went out of the window. And that really did impact on my recovery. And um, so it's interesting having two journeys where your faith sustains you during the the colon cancer operation and the chemotherapy. And yet when I had the fall and broke my arm and got COVID and all all the things that went on then, that my faith did go out the window. But anyway, I'm I'm glad to say I regained my faith. But uh, looking back, that was a difficult time. And I did struggle to get my faith back, but but I did. Mm. I was wondering how you made peace, Marilyn, with what you could and couldn't do, especially career-wise. You did touch on it, but please tell us more. Yeah, I I did battle with that work-wise and and career-wise. I I often felt guilty and had that childhood thought as though I was bunking school when I wasn't Mm -hmm. at my desk and working. I mean, it was crazy. And I think I only made peace of this when mentally I talked to myself and you know, told myself, you're actually very ill and you need to be on sick leave. But I think also saving grace was that I was extremely lucky to have a colleague who took on my load and hers. She jumped in to assist, but it was a a really tough journey for her too. It was, you know, taking on so much work. So, but I can only give all thanks to her for a lot of that period. Now... The nice part of our topic is reaching for the stars after five years of ill health. I'd like to know which stars you are reaching for. Oh, gosh, Marriott, I wish the stars weren't so far away. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, I'm working like a demon in my business at the moment and striving to get to a point where it's going to be the best it's ever been. But it's still hard. And uh, I think on a personal note, I've realized, and I know I know you also follow this mantra, but I do realize that one, one needs time out and one needs mm. holidays in order to refresh, take stock and enjoy those moments in life that are important. And in fact, because of all the, the, this ill health, uh, Rob and I have not had a holiday for five years. And it's, I've, had, I've had sick leave, but I haven't had a holiday. And it's actually starting to tell. But we're, we're going up north for a, uh, inverted commas, a family wedding. It's very, very close friends of ours. Their son is getting married, and that's happening in March. And although we're only going away for five days, it feels as though we're going to have a huge treat. And I think it also feels like a treat because we're going to take a couple of days to go to the bush. And the bush is both my husband's and my favorite place in the world. So, yes, there are lots of hopes and dreams. I would like to be fit enough to be able to travel to see my family in the Netherlands. And we have family in Scotland that I would like to see. So travel is on the agenda. Uh, I have to get to that point first. And, yeah, I think 
hopes and dreams. I think one thing I said to myself when I was having the cancer journey, I want to be able to live long enough to see my grandchildren, my three grandchildren, grow up and get married and have children of their own. And I hope I'm not asking too much. Mm. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> mm. Yeah. A quick note on what I do. I'm a content entrepreneur creating podcasts and articles on living a happier and healthier life by interviewing coaches, therapists and other wellness experts from over the world. You'll find this content on my website www.mariehitsneiman.co.za and it's there to help you find just the right helping professional when you need one. The section Up Close and Personal on my website offers you a glimpse of the person behind many of the experts I feature. If you're a wellness expert keen on getting more in-person or online clients or creating worldwide awareness of an issue close to your heart, let's talk about co-creating a podcast or article or perhaps featuring you in a South African magazine. You'll find more information under Services on my website. Now, back to my guest. How has this journey influenced your understanding of other people and the struggles that they face? Yeah, that, that's that's an interesting question, Mariet. I, I've got to a point I'm pretty sure that I have decided to treat people who are going through struggles in the same way that I would like to be treated. And so just to explain that, you know, during that those five years, I really wanted people to ask me how I was feeling. I wanted people to ask, you know, Rob, how he was doing. Because I'm a firm believer that I don't think important issues should be swept under the carpet. One shouldn't pretend that they don't exist. So now if I have friends or family who have any kind of struggle, whether it's a, a health struggle or any kind of other struggle, I, I do tend to ask questions, but I, I, I've been told I'm a very good listener. And I do try to ask those questions in a very genuine way, but I do take the cue from them. And if they don't want to talk about whatever struggle or issue is happening to them, then I back off. But I've actually found that more people actually want to talk like I did and that they welcome that interest. I'm so glad you touch on this because I'm often unsure how to approach someone that I keep on thinking about because they have specifically a health challenge and I'm not quite sure always how to what to say. So when you say you do it from a genuine place, from your heart, I think that is a, a very good piece of advice. Yeah. And, and people, I really have found that people really appreciate it. And a couple of times I would say yeah, a couple of times I've sensed that people are a little bit more private and don't want to talk about it. So that's it. I, then, then I back off and, and mm -hmm. I don't I don't pursue that sort of line of interest. And 
because you quickly get, you know, you get the impression that they don't want to talk about it. And, and that's obviously everyone to their own. But yes. um, as I said, more often than not, people welcome it. They, they welcome that interest that they want to talk to you about it. Yeah, I think that's a very real problem that, that people don't know what to say when somebody is having an issue, be it a medical issue or some kind of other issue. Anyway, that was my learning during that period. Mm. And mm. it's working for me. In a minute, I'm going to ask you about your tips on how to navigate a stormy health journey. But before that, I just want you please to tell us where listeners can learn more about your work. Yeah, look, the best place is on the website. And may I give the all here? Yes, please. Thank you. So it's the You've Earned It website and the all is HTTPS colon um, slash slash and then you've earned it and it's spelled y-o-u-v-e dash earned e-a-r-n-e-d dash it it dot co dot z-a and I'm also very happy for people to to give me a ring I mean as I said earlier and, and you know me I love to chat so if anybody wants to know anything they're very welcome to give me a ring I don't know where we would put that phone number there uh, what I'm going to do, I'll attach the link to your website, to the podcast on all the platforms. And then in the podcast notes, uh, they'll find your email address and your telephone number. And in the podcast, on the platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and the other platforms, there will be a link to the podcast notes. So if they go to the podcast notes, they will be able to find your number. But I must say, Marilyn, when one Googles you've earned it, I'm sure your website comes up. Yeah, it, it, it pops up in, in the first uh I'll actually have to go and do it after this podcast and check, but I'm pretty sure it's in the first four, five. Yes, I've, um, I've done it and it popped up, so <laughs> I'm sure it will, that will work. Oh, there you go. Thank you, Marietta. Now I'd like to hear your four tips on how to navigate a stormy health journey or assist others who are experiencing such a journey. Yeah, interesting question. And and uh, I thought long and hard about this. It's it's it's... Anyway, the first one I would suggest is accept help whenever it's offered. And uh, it's a battle to do it on your own. And I will be forever grateful to those family members and friends who helped in any small or big way. But I have to say I was one of those who is I don't accept help easily. And it was quite, what's the word, um, humbling to have to accept help. And I realized that when people offer something, they actually genuinely mean it, which kind of leads on to the next uh, the tip. If you've got a family member or friend who's going through a tough health journey or any other kind of struggle, don't just offer assistance. Do it. Take meals around. Offer to do shopping for them or to take them out for a coffee and give them that shoulder to cry on. I find too often, and I've been guilty of this in the past as well, where I say, if you need me, shout. And now, after having been through all this, I think, no, who's going to shout? Who, who's, nobody's going to do that. Actually, just go and do something and turn it into something that somebody will remember. And then the other tip I, I've said, and, and I think it points back to our, our chat about talking to other people, but be open and honest regarding your feelings with family and friends. And you'll soon find out if they can cope with it or not. I think right at the beginning, I was a bit reluctant to share the medical stuff with, with the family in particular. I, I wasn't sure how they would react. 
And, and then I tossed that thought aside and, and we did share everything with them. And I did during the journey. Whenever I went to the oncologist, I would send an update, saw uh, Dr. Garth Davids, and here's what he had to say. So be open and honest with family and friends, because I think that they they need to know what you're going through. And then my last thought was that have faith that you're in good medical hands and you'll, you know, and let your faith do the rest. And it's incredible how how positivity stems, that stems from your faith, is so good for your mind and soul. And also not just good for you, but it's good for other people as well. And um, I've found that. And I have had so many comments about people saying, wow, you've been so positive during this journey of yours. And I don't think I would have got through it without my faith. I don't think I would have got through it without being positive. And I was, certainly wouldn't have got through it without the help from family and friends. But the faith is, for me, is, is all important. Thank you, Marilyn. May I ask you your fun question? Now you're going to put me on the spot, so I, I suppose I'm <laughs> going to have to say yes. <laughs> I am. Um, <laughs> Let's go to an imaginary world. You can give any answer. When I say breathtaking sunset, where would you like to be and which sounds would you like to hear? Oh, that's actually easy. In the bush, Kruger mm. National Park. It's our absolute favourite place and, and, and quite amazing. I mean, the sunsets there are unbelievable, but it's also the feeling you get. At years ago, and I'm going to have to admit this now, but anyway, years ago, over a braai in the Kruger Park, glass of wine in one hand, and those days I've given up a long time ago, I used to smoke, glass of wine in one hand, a cigarette, and the sunset, sounds of the bush, hyenas cackling, possibly a lion roaring. You can actually physically feel that stress going out of your body. And that's actually not imaginary. Marriott. That's actually mm. for me. So there we yeah. go. <laughs> you make me long for the bush, Marilyn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going into roots. Yay. Yeah, oh, wonderful. Gosh. Oh, thank you for speaking so openly about your journey. You know, I think it takes some it takes some confidence to do that. Because as you say, we don't often like to ask for help and we also don't like to show our vulnerability. So hats off to you for sharing your journey with us and especially the positivity that you maintained throughout. Thank you. Well, Marriott, thank you very much because I think, first of all, if you'd actually asked me to do this two years ago, I probably would have battled with it. Now I feel I'm in the right place that I can actually talk about it. It's it's uh, uh, all over, and 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 hopefully it gives people hope because you know one one can get over bad times, and mm. uh, I certainly did, and there's no reason why other people can't as well. Mm, exactly, and to our listeners, it was good of you to join us. If you found this episode helpful. Please share it with someone you care about. Go to my website www.marietsneiman.co.za for this episode's podcast notes and for free articles and podcast episodes 
on how to live a happier life and have more fulfilling relationships. Do follow me on Facebook, just search for Mariette Sneeman, journalist. Calm, Clear and Helpful is compiled, hosted and edited by me with original music by Mart-Marie Sneeman. Catch you next Tuesday at 9.